thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up For A Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Mara. And we have a very, very, very uber super uber special guest with us here today, the beautiful Kirsty Ostwald. Now, we met Kirsty, or I first met Kirsty, um, in Byron Bay last year at our Awaken the Change Within intensive retreat with her gorgeous husband. So we're going to let her tell you all about how she came to be there. But we are on a road trip today, and we are heading out towards... Um, the out country. west. Yeah, out west. Out west the again. Again. And we decided that we would catch up with Kirsty because she doesn't live too far from here. And oh my goodness! <laughs> Kirsty and her three beautiful girls have met us for the most spectacular, fabulously prepared, I mean, I'm talking absolutely delish, divine lunch that I've ever had. Totes made my day. Totes. You can tell I'm on a high now. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, Kirsty. Thank you for joining us. And thanks for our picnic. Oh, it was oh, super it, it, it was amazing. Like we had the tablecloth out, we had plates and cutlery, we had the, the salads, rain. The, oh, yeah, rain. the coconut fudge. We the had rain. rain. Yes, we did have rain. <laughs> that zero degree temperatures. There was even wallaby poo. <laughs> Everywhere. And, and the wallabies. wallabies. <laughs> and that, that um, bush turkey. Into oh, all our food. That took all of our food and care. Oh my gosh. It's, it's been, been wonderful actually. Oh, so yeah. memorable. So mm. memorable. So, Kirsty, tell us about you, girlfriend. Tell us your story and, and how fabulous you are. Go, go do it. I think I say how fabulous we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think I'm great. What do you think of me? <laughs> that's enough that about is, you. Yeah. Let's talk about me. That's right. What is it? That's enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me? <laughs> yeah, that's not oh, it's great to have you here. I'm sorry about the rain, but <laughs> we do need it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it it's, um, doesn't seem to worry the wallabies around us. No. But I did meet you all at Byron last year with Maddie at Awaken the Change Within, which was, yeah, tra- it was a real transition time in our lives. And I think we arrived there because I had been following Cindy for some time, knew about this wonderful retreat and read fabulously but didn't think I'd get it over the line with Maddie until he <laughs> fell very ill and was very unwell and said, do you know where we can go or what I can do? And I said, oh, I do. It will cost you. And you, <laughs> and you must take me with you. So there we went. And, yeah, it, it was really lovely. It was just an empowering and trend, you know, just a, an absolute transformation from that time on. Mm. Yeah. So what did so when you guys went there, what did you expect, and what did Maddie expect? I don't know, know what Maddie expected. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, you know, and and to be honest, one week from away from the girls was pretty tough. Hmm. Um, so you have not, three daughters, yes, under the age of eight and under, mm-hmm. and so you were to leave, you had to leave them. Yes, Maddie's for that parents week. did look after them yeah. for the week, and. Um, for me, that is my that is my 
primary job, I um, looking after the girls, and and so that was, um, yeah, they had a fabulous time with grandma and granddad, mind you. <laughs> um, I don't think they missed us terribly, but it was a very, very um, empowering time on a lot of levels, and good five days of quality time, just the pair of us. Mm. Um, we learnt amazing things, and I don't know what I expected personally speaking, but I did know that the in, the topics of nutrition and, and self-care and mindset, I knew that they were the focus points. I didn't know what would, what would be covered, but gee, came away with a wealth of knowledge on all levels. Mm. And just to be in contact with you girls still is just, yeah. How much fun is that? Oh. Endless. Stop it. I'll stop it. (laughs) And just to remind um, our listeners is when Kim and I did the triathlon, Kirsty was our... Cyclist. Our, yes, our cyclist. A cyclist. So we've already ta- we had talked about the, the And when I did my sugar free eight week mm. challenge, yeah. Kirsty and I did it together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we were each other's coaches, champions and tantrum throwers, yeah. really. Yeah, really. <laughs> Very big support line, I would say. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how people that come into our lives through the podcast mm. and what the three of us have created some sort of brand between the three of us has now given us opportunities to meet people like you and you people like you become our friends not just attendees but people we aspire to mm. people we look up to people we learn from and people we love hanging out with so even in the freezing cold temperatures <laughs> of where you live, we will move heaven and earth. <laughs> Especially when she brings a lunch like she does. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. All that's is it. forgiven. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank God. So, you know what? I actually don't know your history that well. And so let, let's explore that. I know you're a country girl. And, and that's why we were so keen to talk to you is that – I really believe um, country people are so different to city people and they really are in their thinking in, in, in so many ways. And one of the things when I was traveling around Australia is that I got really into learning about women who had gone from the city and, and moved to the country or women who are from the country and what their life was like. So, um, I, I, read books like in the middle of nowhere um nothing prepared me beyond the bitumen beyond the bitumen Mm. um dust and diamonds Mm. i think it was you know there were there were so many and i was just addicted to them kitterman even i I read a lot about kitterman and i read about the durack family and and you know that was 100 and something years ago and they they crossed australia and they end up in the middle of nowhere which is you know what happens so tell us your history and how you've ended up on a fairly big property, um, just you and, and your kids and, and your husband, Maddie. Mm. I have, yeah, raised, raised in the, um, oh, in Queensland, born and raised in Queensland, and uh, my family had cattle and horses and lucin, and we grew up on a, a, a river system that was always flowing. Mm. And... You know, we I, there was just my sister and I who was younger, and we um, loved the country, and we really didn't probably know much else. Yeah. Um, we would go away um, to the beach. To, we used to go to Caloundra or Yamba, um, not all the time, but 
we love going to the big smoke as it, as dad coined it. <laughs> Yamba! Yeah, yeah, Yamba! Yeah. Just for people who don't know how big Yamba is, it's got a town of a couple of thousand maybe. Yeah. Yeah, our closest yeah. town had 900. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and we worked hard. It was um, nothing for – every afternoon we didn't play sport. We'd come home and exercise horses and that was our love. And, you know, we'd, for us to show horses every weekend, we had, they had to be exercised and that relationship that – my sister and I had with our horses, you know, I would love for my children to have. And now we've returned back to the country this year. You know, that's certainly on the hit list for four girls and daddy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think it, we had a very active childhood. We never watched telly, really. Mm. Um, yeah, I can actually remember getting into trouble for something and Dad made me sit and watch Bathurst 1000 and I thought, holy smoke, <laughs> this, is, this is so boring. Yeah, for us we'd be out. What a great thing to and, do. And, yeah, he was a prankster. But, you know, for us we had that beautiful Jumeric River, um, northern New South Wales, in between, on the border actually, and every Easter we'd have families that would come and camp and they'd bring their horses and and we'd have big tractor tubes and we'd spend our whole time on those tractor tubes trying to get them on top of each other and stand on, on top of them and then we'd forget about them and lose them downstream and put our joggers on with our little togs and run a kilometre up the river to get back on and, you know, it was an active lifestyle. It was just that real appreciation of being grounded and, and just making the most of what you've got uh, and just, you know, using what you have. We'd ride bareback and, you know, run through the long grass and they are fond memories. Mm. We had cattle and, sh- and a sheep farm as well, which was really good smokos. The best, <laughs> the best morning teas I've ever had. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. <laughs> yeah, we'd... We'd be riding sheep down the chutes and without Dad watching, and we were really quite naughty. <laughs> but you rode the sheep down oh, the chute. Yes, it was. <laughs> There'd be a lot of Kiwis listening to this right now. You going, can see Hello, looking. Christmas. <laughs> oh, stop it! Chute. <laughs> that is when once they've been shorn, they get pushed down a chute into a, into another yard so that the. It's differentiating the, the shorn sheep from the ones that are yet to be shorn. What, you can't so, tell the difference? <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to run that back. You don't want to then yard them back up because once they're shorn, yeah. they don't need to be processed again. They. You can tell she's a city slicker, can't you? I even knew that. But, it, it, you know, they... You miss city slicker, you. Look at that. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. Yeah, yeah. We just... We just it was hard work, but it was lots of fun, and I think yeah. that's. Did you, know, you ever go through a tough time? Oh, a- absolutely. Because like, Australia is known to go very yeah. barren or very uh, floods or yes. very floods. That was good English. Mm. Um, <laughs> very, dry very dry and lots of rain. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think what Mum and Dad were so good at was they kind of kept it consistent. They never really let on how tough things were, and certainly I remember, yeah. Awfully dry times, and um, you know they made wonderful sacrifices for Teen and I to go to boarding school, and um, we never missed out. We, Dad would be there. Mum was a teacher, so she, you know she couldn't be at um, our carnivals or anything like that. But you know, Dad would always be there 
he is a very tall man and he's very loud and it was very embarrassing when you're <laughs> running or playing netball and he'd be a big country man singing out, knock on. Yeah, no. no knock uh, on in the middle of a netball game. Yeah. And, and, and do it more than once. Yeah. But What's knock on? Oh, he's a football team. Oh, okay. His way of showing support. Blessing. Yeah, we often do. <laughs> so good. So you were brought up in the country um, and did you have to have homeschooling or did you have a school nearby, like a small school nearby? No, so we had a school nearby um, where mum still teaches. Oh, my yeah, gosh. She in, yeah, in a semi-retired kind of fashion. She just loves what she does and she's an educator through and through. Who and I, you know, inherited a little of that. Um, so no, Mum would drive us to school every day. With, yeah, she was severe on the spelling tests on a Friday morning. <laughs> See, she's only a little lady, but she, yeah, in the car, beyond in the car, you didn't want the front seat on those. Days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, that was great. We used to have this little little um, Suzuki that Mum would drive into town in, and we learnt to drive really early and just. Oh, everything was adventurous and, yeah. Free. Were, it sounds free. It was yeah. free. It was open spaces and unobstructed living, mm. you know. You know, um, I was a city slicker. I lived in, in a small country town, but they had 20,000, so very city slicker compared to you. And um, I had the opportunity to, every holidays, go to a place called Gumbauer. And to go to Gumbauer Station, which was, um, or it was an estate, it was one of the original estates. And it was the old fashioned farm. And I learnt to ride horses and milk cows and, and do, and shear sheep and do all of those things. And I must admit, it was my fondest memories of holidays was on that farm. But we had to learn to ride a horse without saddles, without bridles, mm. nothing. We just had a halter. Mm. And, you know, the, we, yeah, I, I, you know, to live that life. And I always remember I started about the age of 14 or 15 going there. And I remember there were lots of um, parts of the family that lived in there. So the, the mother lived, uh, well, she was the grandmother, I guess, to the youngest. So the grandmother lived in one section of the house and then the uncle lived in another section of the house. And then the main family, which was a young family with two young children, lived in the other section. So the, the, the grandmother made the porridge every morning and then brought it into the house of the, the young family and would eat porridge. The, the mother of the two young children would go and milk the cow and, and we'd get milk and cream and we'd separate and we'd mm. make butter and we'd have cream on our porridge. Mm. You know, and, and then the uncle, I called him Uncle Arthur because <laughs> he was just like that. And yeah, it was just, um, Absolutely amazing that that lifestyle, but I only got snippets of it, and you got to live mm. that lifestyle. So, when you had to go to boarding school, mm. how was that? Mm. It, I think it was certainly tough um, and hard to see let go of my little sister, and I know she found that tough too because mm. um, we were just a foursome, you know, mm. that, that's all there was around us, and. Um, 
that was tough, but gee, there's a whole lot of fun there. And uh, <laughs> how old were you when you went to boarding school? So I went uh, grade eight. So thirteen. Okay. Still, still young. And, yeah. and where, where but did my you go? Fa- my my father went in grade four. So oh, it, wow. I guess for us, it was something we knew. It, you know, mum went away too. Mm. It was something that. It's it's almost, it's you a, grew up newing yeah, new it. It's a value. It, it was oh my lord. My <laughs> lips cold feet. <laughs> my lips are blue. <laughs> I'm, I had the privilege of speaking up at the Northern Territory Cattlemen's oh. Association dinner, and um, which, as a vegetarian city slicker, was the funniest, <laughs> funniest thing you could ever imagine. And I was sitting right opposite oh, Terry Underwood, so and who I'd never known, and then this one. Miss Cindy had told me all about Terry Underwood, and I had no idea that I was actually sitting with her, and she was telling me all about what she does and who she is and everything, and that she'd written a book, and I asked for it, and she signed it, Terry Underwood. And I went to Cindy, OMG, I think I'm sitting next to someone you know. And she comes straight back going, I cannot believe you're sitting right there with her. And da, da, da. Anyway, they wanted to do a photo for the, um, for the paper and got Fleur and I to sit on this bucking horse thing. And I got up on it back to front. Oh, and, love. And, oh, love. And, and all the audience were in hysterics. It was just like, you know, we stuck oh. out like sore thumbs. It is so foreign mm. to those of us that are brought up in a city to even know what it's like. But these women I was talking to, some of them owned stations that were like mm. hundreds of thousands of hectares. Like mm. they actually could say it was a percentage of Australia. So what I just cannot comprehend coming from New Zealand. I mean, you could drive 40 minutes and be in the countryside in New Zealand, but the countryside's like rolling green hills, Mm. fat, juicy-looking, beautiful cows, juicy as in they look juicy with the grass, not juicy enough to eat, But um, and and lots of sheep, lots and lots of sheep. But I have no concept of what that was like. The one thing that they were all saying, these women ran the stations while the men did the helicoptering, mustering, and all of that sort of thing. It was amazing. Mm. But what really intrigued me was that every child knew at the age of 13 they were going to boarding school. Yeah. Everyone, It was like whether you wanted to or not, it was just tradition. That was the only way you could be schooled. Now, these schools were sometimes thousands of kilometres mm. away. Like Sydney or, yes. like you know, and they're, and they're mm. from the Northern Territory to Sydney. Yes. Mm. Did, did you have to go a long way? No. Well, um, no. We, we were in Toowoomba, so... Oh, under three hours. Oh. Most, know. most people in New Zealand think that that's the other side of the world. <laughs> people don't drive for three hours. <laughs> yeah, and, and mum went to that same school too, mm. so there was certainly, um, you know, value in that also. But, and the big sell, the big sell was that it was, there'd be opportunities to us, there'd be facilities we would never get there, yeah. you know, and, and whilst I understand that um, that's not, that doesn't work for lots of families, it was so true. There were things there that just blew my little world. I was, you know, I was a tiny little pocket rocket when I went away mm-hmm. and just, it was unbelievable. The sport that was at my fingertips and I loved that. Yeah. Was and, it an all-girls school? Yes, and uh, the... Horses, you know, they they were good for the holidays, but they got, you know, put aside because there were so many other things mm. to do. And yeah, I am grateful for that opportunity and and the friends and and a lot of those girls were from the bush. Like it was a big, it was a good boarding school. You 
have connections everywhere. You, you stayed in touch people. with yeah, them. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it's even interesting people coming through um, the Facebook or you know social media now that I've reconnected with. Yeah. You know that I've not mm. seen since school. And what was when did your sister come? Did she come a few three years, later? years? Three years later. Okay, what was that like? Yeah, she yeah she she missed home too, but mm. it was it was great. Mm. Yeah, having you having you there yeah. would have really softened the blow for her. Yeah, a lot, and because you would have already made your groove there over that three yeah. years, it would have made it safer for her. And, and she knew the running of the way the, of the place and. No, so what's home well base for you? Is it a city oh, or is it the country? I've got it. It's a good question because now more than ever, it is certainly the country. And I, oh, it, it is, yeah, it's in your heart. Mm. And I know Cindy talks about this a lot about home base and creating home base and what is your home base. It just feels right. It just feels natural and normal the way where we are now. And we've, you know, we've been in the city, um, city. I've <laughs> 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 been in the town. Let's get perspective. What's, it's okay, not so Sydney. What's the city to you, girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> on reflection, we've been in the town. Ta- we've been living in a town. Um, you know, we've, we've been married for nearly 11 years and we've been in a town for that time. And it really was... Probably from the Awaken the Change retreat that, you know, weighing up a, a balanced life or seeking a balanced life and um, Maddie with his um, his business, just part of that balance really is retreat mm. and not just once a year but just, inst- you know, instilling that in your family that we've got to have downtime. Mm. Um I really think that was the pivotal point. And so is Matt from the country as well? Originally, yes. He does have those grassroots too. Yeah, yeah. And he is, yeah. He and all all the animals are just... Are you Martha Stewart? No. I had to tear out. (laughs) I do... It's just you always post. I mean, your 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 Instagram page and Facebook page, Zesty Mama, is such a cool page to follow because oh. it's all around tradition, culture, values, family, which is so up my alley. And I love the fact that you share every day, like I do, what it's like to live in our lives, and mm. you share recipes. So so make sure you follow Zesty Mama. But the other thing I love that you share is is photos of your kids or things that you're doing out there and new things you've created or yeah. new things you've grown, like even a picture of, of all the spinach that you've just handpicked. It is quite envious for those of oh. us living a very city life. And even though I might, I would probably feel very foreign out there, there's a part of me also too, and I think probably intrinsic in all of us, that when you really touch the ground and feel that soul connection to why we're here, I actually think I could move into the country. I, I, I do believe I could do it. Mm. Um, and that's only because of what I've watched, what you've created and heard Cindy talk about. And I think it's very holistic. Mm. I think the country has that very holistic. And I think maybe the older I'm getting, because it's life so intense, I actually it, it actually really attracts me mm. to have that ability to drop out. And I don't know whether it's, whether I'd get bored out there or whether I could cope with it for, I don't know. I've never tried it, mm. 
But maybe as we get older and when couples get older, maybe that's one of the reasons why they get blocks of land or they mm. move out of the city. And Well, and cert- certainly for me with Matt, you know, like we talk about it all the time and Matt's a little bit younger than me. Okay, he's a lot younger than me. <laughs> She's a cougar. 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 I'm a cougar. You're a but Was I that Kooky Kaza? I heard Kooky. Kooky Kaza. I heard <laughs> But Matt and I talk about it a lot and I always say to him, oh, you know, at, well, you know if we're, we're flying somewhere and we'll fly over Central Australia or we'll fly over the big blocks of land. And I say to him, please, please, when we get home, can we please sell the house and just open up a hardware store and we'll call it Robbo's? Because that's Matt's last name. So I said, no, we'll call it Robbo's. And he just laughed at me. He goes, oh, hun, you couldn't cope. You wouldn't be able to cope. Where would you get your nails done? And I go, mm, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I mean, in all seriousness, I can't think of a life that would be more enticing than the kind of life out in the country with the animals mm. where you're free. Oh, you know, I mean, I just, word. that just fit like just you mm. hearing what you're saying and the mm. way that you speak of it, but your whole facial expression, your whole demeanor, mm. there's just, there's a freedom that people have in the country that when you've grown up like me in the city, you just don't have. And I think it's, I think it's the freedom that we yearn for. It's the, it's the peace that we yearn for. And the grounding. Oh, There's a real totally. grounding. A real connection it, back to what's real. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A, a mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. to back to what's real. Because often mm. we'll, we'll talk about, oh, out there mm. in the wild or out there, you know, and you've mm. even said out there. Mm. And we think it's out there, but it's actually what we are. It's we, in here. It's, yeah, it's mm. within ourselves. It is, isn't it? It's in here. And, that, and you, you, the mind just calms like I came mm. out I went out to Kirsty's new property is there um, room for all of us to there's move room there? for us oh, yes. there is could there is a retreat there? oh yes could we all move we were talking about it weren't we we were talking about it we were actually talking about it but I just want to take a step back I want, I want to take a step back to your beautiful home um that you renovated it was an old home mm. that you renovated uh, in Dolby, and then um, the whole thing happened with regards to you came to awaken the change within, and your husband went looking for land, didn't he? Unbeknownst to me. <laughs> oh my God, is that right? Yes. 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 How come I didn't know? Well, so let she was, me tell you. She was very comfortable, weren't you? I was. The, I had just oh finished goodness. a renovation, and Maddie, he one night said to me, "Oh." I think I could do another renovation. And I said, but you didn't really do this one. <laughs> Don't you love him? Andy, I, there was obviously a seed planted and um, I mean, he does follow real estate and he's, you know, interest, interested in a he lot of things. He follows my Instagram page. Oh, he, he does do mm. awards, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Mm. More than mine. Yeah. <laughs> and he likes paint. He likes yeah. things. Yeah. So I'm just saying he is out there. He is. He's, oh, he's, he's, he's super cool. But he... Uh, he planted a seed and we went, he said, oh, well, you know, there's this place I've seen. Do you want to look at it? Okay. Um, and we had looked at a, a property prior to the one we bought um, and it was just, yeah, it was just really, I, I, it threw me. I just thought, wow, we had a very comfortable life. Everything was so convenient. And this is this is your positive for being in town. Everything's at your fingertips. You forget mm-hmm. something, you can get back there. You, yeah, your children yeah. or, you know, can get to go to every everything. Um, whereas, yeah. All whereas, the sporting, all absolutely. the academic, all the stuff's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's certainly positives there. 
Um, but I, yeah, it was. We went and looked at this farm and, and a lot of work to be done there still, but it was a feeling. It really was. And it, it's, um, it is home. Were there animals already there when you went to see There it? were. There, yeah, there were. And there will be, um, there will be more, you know, we're, Doing, developing all of our infrastructure to make things work for us and and what we value and just a you know, shearing shed that you just mm. you know and there's lots of beautiful things about the place. Has it got a lot of history? You mean? Yeah, it certainly does. Mm. Yeah, it's an old. Uh, it was an old um, uh, homestead, wasn't it? It was, it was an old homestead um, that you know do, we have had to we have sold for removal just. Um, for our context and um, it is a, a beautiful, you know, it was an early 1800s kind of home that had been um, added on. And but added on. D- yes. And added on. Yeah. It, it just <laughs> didn't, didn't quite work for our context but, we, you know, it's, isn't it great that someone else can mm, see the beauty in it yeah. and, you know, give the energy to it. Um, but lots of lovely things. And So have you built so, a new place? We've We've done up the little cottage and I must tell you going from a bigger home to the little cottage it's intimate living our girls came to the cottage when we first inspected the property and the kumquat tree was out and they said oh mummy this is kumquat cottage we can live here and you and daddy can live in the big house and oh, that's so cute. And it's yeah. It's, so it's always been Kumquat Cottage, and um, and that's where we will stay. Yes, right. that's we right. will stay at Kumquat Cottage when we decide to go out and visit. Okay. Yeah. Once uh, the homestead's built. Once yeah. the homestead's built. Yeah, the new <laughs> but, homestead. But it is, um, yeah, it is that. Oh, I, I just find it really hard to explain it to you, but there's certainly tough times in the country and especially now. And, you know, whilst the rain's falling and it's freezing here, there's lots of people that are, are thankful and, mm. you know, there's a big attitude of gratitude out there, I'm sure. But it is um, to be able to run as I do in the mornings before the sun is up with that morning star still there and the moon I just couldn't do that before, and I've got two dogs that come with me. It's they, they're not on a lead. Like just that concept is just free. They look like are we ready to go yet? Come on, let's go. <laughs> and then conversely, in the afternoons, we sit on the top of the cattle yards and watch the sunset. And you know the vibrancy of that colour. It's like you can touch it and paint with it. It is, it is just so close. Mm. And the star, you know, it's those natural things that are unobstructed. They're just available so freely and openly. And, yeah, we're thankful that this is a lifestyle change for us. And, it, um, you know, it's not our, our, our sole income. Um, you know, we're fortunate that we've been given this opportunity and good work, Maddie. <laughs> uh, and yeah. what do you think are the key um, traditions or values that you're wanting your girls to grow up with? Mm. Love and family and just nature, just natural, you know, from the food we eat to how you are to, to how you treat yourself and, and what you give and, and just that whole concept of, you know, be kind and gentle and, 
they are pretty, oh, I can say this, but they are pretty impressive and what they know and what they teach us mm. each day, it, you know. They are our greatest teachers, our oh. children. They really are. You, you learn so much from them. I just know that um, when I got a chance to visit, I, I went and visited. Um, how long ago was it, Kirsty? A couple of months ago maybe? Mm. I was speaking mm. at Toowoomba right. and I said, right, I'm going out to see your new place because I'd been. Maybe? Was it? That's it, April? Oh, my goodness. That, anyway, it had just flooded. Oh, that's right. It yeah. had just flooded and you couldn't get – she couldn't get out of the house. You couldn't oh, get out wow. of the property for two days, was it? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were, we hadn't been there long. Um, and, yeah, we were, like we were on a hill, so we're fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it wasn't like the floods that we'd had in a, a pre, you know, three years ago or whatever. But, well, no, we couldn't get out. Couldn't get to the <laughs> How school. Cool is that? And we're 40, wow. the girls are 40 kilometers from school. So, oh, yes, we had your oils burning that day. Yeah. Yeah. We had the Enya playing or something. We were beating. It was, oh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, cool. You can't get out. But, but this is, but this is cool. But this that's is part life. Of the awesomeness. And I think that's, that's probably a value. You've, it's problem solving mm. and it, you do what you do with the tools you've got. And, you know, Matt, we hadn't been there long and Maddie uh, went away for three weeks to China. <laughs> and, uh, it was just the girls and I and it was quite funny, let me tell you. I am thankful that I have had a country upbringing because when there's no water and the septic doesn't work <laughs> and oh. Oh, that, um, happens. <laughs> that happens, that happens. She's and, not coming um, now. <laughs> Hang on you a know, sec, that happens? Yeah, it just, this cottage had not had anyone live in it for a long time. So you're just a problem solver. Oh, and the, you get a flat tyre in the right on mower. You know, these kind of things. What about a massive, massive spider or snake? Oh, no. How, you, no. I, um, those kind of things don't really worry me. If they're there, they're just, you know, might just. She's a country my, girl. My grandfather always said that a snake's just passing through. So I really like to believe that. Mm. But we haven't seen too many, fortunately. Right. Uh, I'm still so stuck you on your septic tank. <laughs> you let your kids run through the grass and things like that? Like, is that. Well, if I didn't, wouldn't they miss out? No, I know, but I was told. When we did a photo shoot just at our beach, the photographer said to my kids, oh, don't run through the, the tussock grass. And I went, why are there snakes? <laughs> and she goes, you know, I went, get off the grass! <laughs> <laughs> but that's, why, that's why we jump in the tractor and slash, you, you know, around, yeah. the, around the, the house. And, yeah. You know, that's great because when we were with Dad doing those things when we were young, there wasn't uh, plug your phone in and, Mom, let's listen to this, this cool song. I love it. It's my favourite Oh, okay, you know, or they, yeah, they, <laughs> they have so many more opportunities. These kids, it's mm. really entertaining. Nor do we wear jewellery when we went in the tractor with Dad, but at my children do. Mm. Oh, I did see that <laughs> yeah. post. Yeah. I did. That was so cute. <laughs> what is it? Not you're not supposed. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. I think also Josie had a handbag. I think she uh, did too, and she was dressed oh, absolutely and like her, beautifully. And her dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's she was dressed cute. stunningly. Yeah, it was very, very well, how cute. How else would you drive in a tractor? Really? Mm. Yeah, it's true. Who might see her? It's an but I remember question. up at the Northern Territory thing, there was a big event on, and this obviously was the event of the year. Now, these women, I didn't realise how wealthy a lot of these stations and cattle farmers and people are, and I didn't understand. I also wasn't aware of how tough it's been. and So it was just the most – I was in awe, to mm. be honest, mm. of how tough – these women mm. were 
but how beautifully nurturing they were and how a lot of the time, like I said before, the women were actually running the station. They were the ones that employed and, and had the people they were cooking for all these men mm. that would come in and forgive me if I'm not saying it all right, but they'd come in off the land and they'd, they'd have these big lunches. And, mm. and so, but what was fascinating is when we went to the big function that night with well over, I think there were six or 700 people there um, from all over. Northern Territory, Queensland, and, and WA, um, that they were dripping in the most phenomenal jewellery, mm. and it was not fake. Mm. And one of the ladies said to me, "Oh, sweetheart, when you only have it, when you can only wear it once a year, you go all out." Mm. And some of it was generational mm. jewellery, and mm. and I just thought we have no idea mm. the culture, the traditions, the the real beautiful things that have been taught for generations. And mm. I don't know, I mean, the closest I got to really looking at that outback life and watching films like Australia and things mm. like that just give you a little bit of a taste. But it's not until you're out there that you really mm. see what you guys – sometimes they were saying that it's it's 50 kilometres to their letterbox. <laughs> yeah, and wow. that may be, you know, once a week. I know. Um because I always say, look, run to letterbox. You know. Yeah, you won't be doing that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's over a full now. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's just what you know. Mm. And it's the way, it is what it is. And you just make the best of it all. You know, but the, we had no water when Maddie was away. So the girls had, I put your, lav- I put your lavender oil in the bath, Kimmy. Candles on, never fail. Never fail. A bottle of never fail. That's how they bathed that night. And they did it. Never fail. Oh, what do you mean? A, a bottle, bottle of, of water. Of water. Of, like of rain, of water. It's a brand. Yeah, it is a brand of water. You know, the never fail so, water filters? Yeah. Yeah, because oh. we so, didn't have any water, rainwater tanks at the cottage at that stage. Oh. And it hadn't rained either. But, you know, they didn't, they didn't care. I just thought, wow. How, how I love good. it when things like that happen. It makes you, like you say, become yeah, a little bit more resourceful. And I think resourcefulness is what it's all about. And if you turn it into an adventure, like your parents probably did for you, I think kids mm. learn they don't need to know all the pains of life just yet. No. And, and it's so cute that you turned it into a play yeah, and, a game. And they also didn't know that I then had to have a cold bath after them in their <laughs> lavender oil because they, you know, they'd gone to bed, had their story, they were fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, and I love that, and I love sharing that, like with the resourcefulness. You know, we we have, and I'm, I'm sorry, girls, but we'll have a roast for Sunday, and then we will do the bone broth, and we'll do, you know, I hate that waste, and that um, that was something that was instilled in us. You know, no waste, and on any level. My dad always would say, oh, this will come in handy. We'll take this to the shed, you know. I might need this steel later on. Oh, Dad, come in handy. But it's so funny. <laughs> Stick because, to on some. Yeah, <laughs> but it is, it is true. Mm. Um, you know, and I just, yeah, I like giving, instilling that in the girls. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of awareness, really, of, of your surroundings mm. and awareness of, and it's only really, for me, I'm only starting to become more and more aware of this of late, but there's this whole bounty of, um, that the world provides for us or that the earth provides for us. And because city slickers like us, and, you know, I don't, I don't know who else, but, I mean, we become very conditioned to technology, very conditioned to the ease mm. and the, you know, accessibility, accessibility yeah. of it and also the wastage of it because there's plenty more to get. Mm. You know, that it's almost like we, we become oblivious to the fact that water is a precious resource because it just comes straight out of the tap. And if Absolutely. I turn it on, I've got more. If I turn it mm. off, I've got less. Mm. You know, it's it's not even something that we pay, pay 
um, homage to, much less even consideration to. And I think that the coming back to the whole farm life and the country life brings that actual the, the cycle of life back into reality. Mm. Whereas I, I, I am part of the cycle of life. And it interests me, um, it interests me enormously because it's a fantasy in my mind. You know, it's very, it's, it sounds, it, you know, like it sounds like the absolute bliss life that in a way I crave. But then I also hear lots of, um, purely because I'm from more from the psychological perspective of things, I also mm. hear that there's a lot of oh. stoicism and there's a lot of um, pain and there's a lot of Absolutely. suffering and there's suicide, as, you know, higher suicide rates are with our farmers. Yes, yes. And that concerns me no end in, in that the fact that there's no ability for perspective, mm. um, you know, for those people who, who are so stoic and they do... You know, they do bottle it down. Yes, yeah. Because we, you know, we've talked about the beauty of Mm. the country, Mm. and I was thinking exactly the same as you, Karen. I was thinking. I know we always. Yeah, it's amazing. And I was thinking. Now we've talked about the beauty, and so I I guess our question to you, from the being from Mm. the country, what's the beast? What's the beast? What Mm. happens? You hear about so much suicide in the Mm. country, especially among our farmers. Mm. What is we, I don't, I don't understand it. Mm. Um, Karen may have a better perspective than me, but you live there, and mm. you've probably been touched by this. No, mm. oh, and even in more recent times, you know, um, yeah, it is, it is rife, and it is really tricky because there's people um, in the bush where it, it was, you know, and this may be a generational thing too, but if you showed signs of weakness. You just don't, you don't, you did not do that, mm. you know, and, and to ask for a hand or to be, you know, admitting to massive loss financially or, you know, it just doesn't happen because that would be a sign of weakness. And isn't that sad? Mm. I, there is a lot of heartache in the bush and it is great that you girls are so aware of that and just have such empathy because your heart, you know, it is tough on, yeah, everyone. Do you think it's like once upon a time, and it may still be like this, but I, I know like my mum's from a farming mm. community and when it was harvest time, everybody harvested together. There was no individualism. When it was um, mm. like putting down the, the crops, everybody did it on each each farm. Mm. When there was trouble at a farm, everybody went to that farm. And there was a, a very small community, and, and my mum's from Manchester, Iowa. And so there was a community that helped each other. And, you know, my grandfather lost his farm because he had 11 children, Seven were boys, six were hemophiliacs. They were there to look after the farm, but they couldn't because they, they just, there's no way. So because the boys couldn't work, he lost his farm. Mm. And I heard, you know, I had heard he was a tyrant and you didn't want to be around him if he was in a bad mood. But he, like, he didn't take his life. But I look at the heartache that that whole family went through mm. and, and what has happened. So do you, do you think that that's gone, that community mm. where everybody helps everybody out as opposed to, I'll be fine, I'll do it by myself. What's happening there? Yeah, and I think it varies from farm to farm, to be honest. Oh. And, you know, I, I haven't personally seen that kind of community. Wow, 
That's amazing. Um, I've certainly seen, and where where we grew up, we'd help if, if um, you know, if if we lived on a, on the river system there, if people had um, their cattle had gotten over the river when the river was low. You know, you'd, you'd bring them back. You know, there's certainly those kind of things. Um, you'd help a, a neighbour out to muster or, you know, um, lend machinery, things like that. I think there's certainly community levels of that. But I, um, yeah, and I find it hard to comment, but I, I really do think that it is, it is tricky, um, yeah, with people asking for help. Because it's that. I think time. there's a thing. Where, where did I go and speak? In the middle of the WAPS. Um, Tennant Creek. No, another one down where I t- took two flights and then drove two hours. Oh yeah, where were you? It um, begins with B. Oh, and um, it sounded like that beautiful health retreat. And I, she says to me, "Will you come here with me?" I went, "Yeah, I'll be there." It was like three hours from. Mm-hmm. And then she goes. No, 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 no. It's yeah. called such and such a town. Um, yeah. Anyway, she had to speak at this town and she had to fly for hours and then drive for hours into a little country area. Oh, it was amazing. You went to Tenterfield. Oh, Ten- no? Was it that? Um, I've just gone blank. It'll come yeah, to me. Yeah, you went yeah, to yeah. Tamworth. But I Tamworth. That's right. Flew Tamworth, to Tamworth, but then drove inland. Two, two hours. Mm-hmm. Started with B. Bingara. Uh, Bingara. 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 And it was a small community, but there were 60 women at this event, and it was amazing. But I got to speak to the the, the farmer, the place that I stayed at. The husband was there in the morning, and he was making coffee, and, and he was chatting to me. And, and I just I, – oh, I can't even believe I'm going to admit this. But anyway, I looked out at the pool and went, geez, you haven't got enough um, chlorine in that thing, have you? And he goes, that's actually our water at the moment, like as in – the, the the water had turned. Yeah. It was what yeah. they it would get filtered, but that was the water to feed the hell. And I went, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm such a city chick. Anyway, and then I asked him about, you know, is it true about the whole thing around farmers and suicide and and the struggle and everything? And and I genuinely am interested to know what our community's like. And he said, us blokes aren't very good at talking. That's exactly it. We don't show our emotions, and that stoic kind of stiff up a lip, carry on. Mm. And he said, but I'm telling you this, you only hear 10% of what's actually going on out there. Mm. And I thought, wow, Mm. you know, like 10% of the hardship. And I've heard how tough it is at the Mm. moment for our farmers. Mm. And I just thought, why? Why is that? Why are we not talking? Why are these men not speaking? Because men that live in the city don't speak and men that live in the country don't speak. Is there a different kind of culture in the country? But I think men, I mean, I don't know, but the men that we're around, they do tend to talk in my circle a little bit more. Like I see men actually, like look at the Awaken the Change, those three men that came to that retreat. They mm, might not have mm, initially mm. thought, they probably thought, what the hell have we come to? Yeah, <laughs> the golf clubs away. Yeah, yeah, put the golf clubs away. We're the doing facials. Do you remember the <laughs> All three of them with their, their skin masks oh, on. Oh, and good opening skin. up about their feelings. And mm. it was almost like they were given permission to do that. So who's responsible for this? Is it us as women allowing them to go and do that? Like Because if I look at the younger people, Part of their, oh, the boys go out. It's about getting trashed and smashed mm. and, and, and being a. And even in the idiot, country, isn't it? You know, yeah. where is, what's your is thoughts it generational? on that? I do. I think it is generational. Mm. You know, there's a, 
big difference between our age group and my parents' age group in what is said. And, and I, you know, I've seen women that, and the wives or mothers that have tried to, you know, tried to pull out the, you know, the, just the communication. And it's, I just, I think that is the barrier. It is so, um, I find it very, I find that we're very lucky that, you know, the generations are coming through where they can talk about their feelings mm. and, and that's good, mm. you know. Um, yeah, it's that, you know, old saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink a lot of the time. What do you think your Maddie took away from being around that Awaken the Change? Like you say it's been a pivotal point but from his perspective, what do you, did he change? Did things yeah, like? Yeah, definitely. In, in what way? Oh, he probably was a more credible source of information than his wife. (laughs) (laughs) I've been telling you that, duh. Yeah, no, but Cindy said it like this. (laughs) We talk, actually, we have chats every now and then he'll ring me and he'll want to just talk about something that he can be helping with in his business or how he can help himself or, but it's mainly, he's always looking at somebody else in his business that he can help. He's really yeah. amazing. Mm, it's not is. often about himself. Yeah. So, you know, I, I actually really enjoy it because he, you know, he's in a, a um, uh, a field where, you know, I am also in that field as a nutritionist and mm. I understand mm. what what's happening out there. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, I really enjoy our chats. Mm. So that's good. And that's, that's, and that's what I was saying before. Like he is like that generation, those boys, yeah. they will seek information. Mm. They don't find it an issue to ask for help mm. or to phone someone or tap away a little email or to follow an Instagram page or whatever. But, um, I think one of those I, yeah. men, one of those husbands, because it was around that time that I then was going through a bit of a struggle financially in the business and, and trying to learn and, mm. and everything I was going through. Out of the blue, he rang me to see how I was going mm. and gave me business advice mm. um, on how to deal with that. And yet they had come to the retreat to learn mm. from us. And this is where I think it's profound. It's so profound. It is so profound. And those three men are very dear to all of our hearts. Mm. And as are you beautiful wives. But for us, it's easy to appeal to the women. How else do you think we women can appeal to our men to get these messages? What mm. else do you think we do? It's mm. a great question. I think you've just got to continue to be there and just to, I don't know. You know what it is? You know what I think it is? Um, I think it's that sitting down when the kids are in bed and going out and looking at the stars Mm. and wherever we are, it doesn't matter where you are, and sitting out on the porch uh, and having a cup of tea together and having a conversation because more often we come home, the kids go to bed, um, one's cleaning up the dishes, the other one's doing something else, mm. and then we go to our corners. Mm. And whether those corners because the television's on and we're in our own little minds. Mm. But I actually think we've lost the art of what I remember my grandparents did. They would, everyone would be in bed and then they would get a cup of tea mm. and then they would go out on the veranda and mine, you know, mine lived in Iowa. A little piece of sponge cake. Mm-hmm. A little bit of sponge cake. It's true mm-hmm. because my grandma made everything. Mm-hmm. And you sit and you have a conversation. So what I find is that 
you know, Howden and I have started to do that since mm. the kids have left. We spend more time speaking of an evening and even, you know, we've got no one else to have coffee with. The kids won't have coffee with us anymore. So we, we have it together and then we have conversation yeah. then. And I think that that's the art mm. of really, um, getting to know what's happening in their head. Oh, if, yeah. you know, yeah. if they're not. And it must be. Um, face to face without any, um, technology. Mm. And we've certainly put in little rituals like that because when you are, you you own your own, or you're in a family business, you know, that phone can be going off all the time and they are important calls. Mm. Yes. But yeah, that uh, for us, Mm. it's on a Saturday morning. It's over at, you know, we brew our own coffee, grind and brew our own coffee and it is the sit time because mm. I, and I, and I am guilty because I can easily run around and do this and do that. And, but it's just at that quality time that must happen regularly. Mm. And, and just it, to look at each other's eyes and just, you know, get back in touch yeah. and not, and even to just sort of be factored in. Yeah. Even oh, just sit. to sit. Mm. If, if you have nothing to say. Because sometimes I think, well, I have nothing to say. I have no conversation mm. happening here. But just to sit out. And I think the country is a great place to do that. I, I have a girlfriend um, who's been a city chick all her life. And she's have an, she has an opportunity to move to Win, Winda, Windora. Windora. Yeah. yeah. million acres. Wow. It's becoming the cook and the dog's body, basically. And she took four weeks out of her life in the city to go and see if she could do it. She spent four weeks out there and she said every single night she sat out on the veranda and looked at the stars and just thought, what have I been missing all my life? Yeah. And see, it it got her heart. She leaves in four days to live in the country. Yeah. And and on a million acres and, and, you know, return to her. It's a re, I I said that to her. I said, this just feels so right. This is where you belong. Mm. And she goes, for now. And I went, no, I think I'm not going to see you much. Like, you know, this is one of my closest friends who I've walked with every day of my life. I swim with every day of my life. Like we have been friends. Our kids have grown up together. Our babies were born 24 hours apart and she's moving to the country. And yeah, I just, I'm so happy for her. And I'll end up at Windora. Yeah. Not, you know, I'm going to go <laughs> out there. She said you could have come out for a five-day weekend, you know. So, but that, when you talk, you know, and sometimes, you know, when we know that that stillness is important, mm. it sometimes can just happen without you knowing about it because there's no, there's nothing around you. It's free. Mm. It's there's no distraction or no. It's just. You know, I'm just going to say this, though, because there's many of us that will never get to Windora or to the farm and things like that. You can actually create that feeling where we are. I know for us, I feel incredibly grateful we have the beach right next to us. I can walk across the road to the beach and stand on the beach, and there's no one. No one on our beach Mm. cares. Our beach goes for miles. Our beach is always empty. And you could scream, you could shout, you could sing, you could laugh, you could dance, and no one will see you or hear you. there are no cows there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but they're snakes. Yeah. I mean, they're just so beautiful. <laughs> and it doesn't, yeah, wherever, wherever. I want to snuggle a cow. Wherever nature may take you, you know, it could be to Mulaney. Could be snow, could be, you know, country. It I think doesn't you, I matter. Think what it's you've what's just, natural to you. And I think you've hit the nail, though. It's creating those moments. It's actually looking into one another's eyes. It's mm. making meaningful 
time, even if it's limited. So those of us living in the city that think we don't have time or we don't have the ability, you can actually create that haven by making a beautiful candlelit dinner, running someone a bath, putting on gorgeous music, even with nature. There's so Mm. many beautiful, like the Tony O'Connor things is all based in nature. Mm. You can do that. Put your oils oils on. Mm. Like that's the way I've created rituals in my home in a way to try and do the same thing that I'm sure is the magic. No, I have to say down in Queenstown, I happened to have a bath with my husband outside under the stars and the bath was heated with fire, like it was a fire underneath. And it was just us out there with a bottle of champagne sitting in a bath under a moon and the stars. And it is so surreal and so phenomenal. Mm. And I think you don't even have to have the bath and obviously the champagne and all of that. But what I do remember in any every time I go to the country is how many flipping stars there are. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's and the more you stare, the more you see. Mm. It's insane. It is a blanket. But you can, mm. you know, there are ways that we can create those moments. Yeah. It's not maybe as extraordinary as it is in the country. But I keep trying to remind my children, even saying grace before we mm. eat, being grateful for mm. the, the fact that we ate, Organic, they ate organic lamb shanks the other night from grass-fed lamb that came from a farmer that cared about his Mm. cattle. And trying to talk to my children that way is my one little way I can try, even though I have no identification to the country, I have an identification to the sense that I get. I mean, here we are sitting in the middle of the Bunya Mountains Mm. recording this podcast. There's wallabies all around (laughs) It's It's... It's insane. It's freezing. I mean, we couldn't have thought of a better place. And it's spectacular. And it's really, it is spectacular. Yeah. We couldn't have thought of a better place to be talking with you. And I think the the message that I'm getting strong and clear from you is, is that back to nature, it's connection, simple. simplicity, mm. devotion. You know, Jacqueline, my beautiful therapist, said one of the problems why men aren't talking is us women have a lot to be responsible for. Us women are trying to run countries. Us women are out there running corporations. If you look at it from a hunter-gatherer point of view, that's not our role. Mm. And But then we expect our men to do the same and we want them to come home and change a nappy and mow the lawns and cook a meal and be romantic. Mm. And they're losing their foundation okay. of who they are mm. and, and what their role is in society. This is her belief. And thousands of generations have been like that. Exactly. Yeah. And and us women, the, the whole feminism movement and the whole, you know, the, the this female power that we all have, I don't think we can ever underestimate the power of telling our men how beautiful they are, how wonderful they are, mm-hmm. and having him sit at the table, at the head of the table, mm-hmm. and and honouring that no one eats before dad sits down. Like I, I know some families may not agree with that, but I can see the value. I know the more I honour Danny, and I know we're the same with all our partners, the more I honour him and his role as the head of the house, and doesn't mean he's not equal to me, but we have distinct roles, and the more I honour him in that, the more he values me and in turn hopefully creates role modelling for our children that you can be equal but mm. you each have beautiful roles. And we value each other. Totally. Yeah, look at me. Lots of people, I, I was an educator. I haven't been of a small school, one teacher's school, not far from here actually, and I haven't been back since having my children because of the nature of Maddie's work and he's away a lot. And that's my primary job, and it is a job. And it's something that I take, you know, it is it is my life. And whilst I can't educate in a classroom, I can educate in my home. And it, 
you know, it is a two-way street. I'm learning a lot from my children. <laughs> so let's let's talk about your aspirations because I know that you have something that you want to do and that you share with um, in a public so forum. Exciting. So let's first talk about what your aspirations are, what you want to do, and you know at this point in your life that, you know, the children are, are important, so it's just slowly ticking along. But let's talk about that. Oh, and... Yeah. First of all, Zesty Mama is Karen. Karen held my hand on that, walking up the street in Byron (laughs) to a vegetarian restaurant, and Maddie and I are so paleo (laughs) meaty. But we had to keep her happy. Yeah, Yeah, we did. And she came out with the goods. It was just yeah. I and I and that being of service thing. While you you can't be executing your grand plan. Um, but you can be sharing what you do, and I really get a tickle out of that. And I don't care if there's one like on Insta or Facebook. I, it doesn't worry me. What I'm doing is trying to educate people how you can live just, um, you know, a pretty holistic life, just keeping it simple, and it's it is so achievable, and just eat natural foods and you know, real food, and um, you know. Caterpillars, you know, pay your children 10 cents caterpillar. Oops, a daisy. <laughs> My kids have got lots of pocket money, lovely. <laughs> From the broccoli. And <laughs> <laughs> it goes. But I get a, I just, I love making change through people. And um, I possibly don't feel that it's in the classroom any longer. That curriculum, um, there's parts of the curriculum that I, I, I don't want to teach. I love the nutrition side I have always been um you know been an athlete done lots of sports lots of challenges and just I I love what I love what you stand for Cindy and I love the whole philosophy aligns really closely mm-hmm. and I just would love to help regional women or any anyone but I particularly in my context mm-hmm. In my region, um, just to understand how, yeah, that gift of just just being just eating naturally can really solve a lot of problems without a whole lot of thought. Hmm. Now, one recipe that I got from you when I came to visit you, <laughs> and I'd never thought about it before. I think it's your favourite Sunday breakfast. Mm. Would you like to share what mm. you do? So I thought you're going to jerky there. Oh, yeah. I, look, I, no. I love my jerky. I love you know, and you taught me. <laughs> A really good recipe for jerky. But this to me, <laughs> don't worry about those two. Yeah, and, and for any oh. of the vegans, just block your ears. We've got a coconut wrap coming for you. Yeah, yeah. Coconut wrap. Yeah, you know, bone broths, how important are they? Mm. If, you, if you're not on them, you should in a perhaps seafood, chicken, whatever way floats your boat. But um, understanding, understanding that food is our medicine. Mm. Um, yeah, it's the roasted marrow bones. <laughs> it is so huh? delectable. <laughs> Kimmy, just hold on. No, no, what are it's, you doing? Let, it, let, it, let me explain it. So, so you know, roasted marrow bones are, are the shin of the beast um, that is cut into rounds by, you know, butcher, uh, by the butcher and it's sword. the... Yeah, just... Band sword, you have to yeah. Saw through yeah. It. yeah, yeah. But what it does is it opens up this beautiful marrow that is... So full of gelatin and 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 wonderful things, we roast. We put the uh, get the baking dish out and we put the sweet potato on the bottom, 
and these marrow bones on top with the cindy salt and the and garlic and bake it for half an hour and it is the most golden liquid that just oozes out and makes the crispiest sweet potato and then you know and it's, sit around with little <laughs> teaspoons like little cave people though they wouldn't have had teaspoons but eating this marrow out and what it does for flexibility and hair and skin and nails you can you know it, it is a pretty – it's a signature dish that we do love. Yeah. And then they all go into the slow cooker for the bone broth, you know, part two. That's resourcefulness. You know what? Bag of bones, probably $5. It's and just you know, resourceful. what's in the bone marrow is, you know, you've heard of bone marrow transplants. So the bone marrow is like the beginnings of the, of the cell structures and the beginning of, um, of so many things. It's like um, it's got all the nutrition in there in order to create life. That's what it's all about, it, you know. And so when you eat the bone marrow, like most people are giving it to their dogs. I say, stop giving mm. it to the dogs. The, the nutrition in there is better than any supplement. Like there isn't, like to me, I hate supplements and, and obviously everyone knows this. But to me, if you want to take a supplement, you mm. do something like that. Mm. Or, or green leafy, something green and leafy or a herb mm. you've just picked. Mm. And I know your garden. Um, I loved your garden. We went out in it and we picked everything for, for lunch. Mm. So I think following you on Zesty Mama, I love following you um, because I get lots of good ideas because you've got country things that I don't necessarily n- know about. I didn't know about the marrow or anything. Mm. Like I knew about the marrow but didn't know, never thought about doing what mm. you did with the sweet potato, so I've been doing that. Mm. And the other thing... Um, is in the cycle of life that I really want to talk about is the meat safe at your place. Mm. You know, this is the way they used to do it. Mm-hmm. So they have an old meat safe at the house, which is oh, near the house, which is um, they used to kill a beast and then they would have to hang it. And you didn't want blow flies or anything like that on it because we have lots of flies in Australia. But I, I just, to me, that's taking us back to basics, then we can start to use the from tail to head and we use everything in there because when the sun's not shining, not that it ever does where you live, but when the sun's not shining, we eat liver for our vitamin D. Mm. And if you do not have vitamin D, um, you're in, you're in real trouble with your immune system, with your hormones, with everything. Mm. Yeah. So, so it, uh, I, I laugh because that meat hut is currently my gym. Oh, is that where the bike is? <laughs> that's, where, that's where the bike and the kettlebells and everything are currently because um, we're still fencing, so we, we're not we're destocked uh, currently. But mm, yes, it it has all the gambles and everything ready to roll. But you know, <laughs> it's yes, a muscle room. The, yeah. It's a muscle room now. Yeah. Not an it's organ room. And it has a light and power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, that is what it is. Mm. It is about you know getting some guinea fowl soon, and this will be no news to people that live on the country. But it's just. You know, but most those of us live in the city. You. Yeah, most of us live in the city. Oh, you've got some country followers. And so, it's it's so important that we understand that. And, and mm. I think that Zesty Mama is is the place to learn about the country. So we'll yeah, expect I lots do. of country photos. Yeah, <laughs> and I do. You know, I do. She does want to go places. She wants she wants to help lots of um, lots of people, and yeah, you know, good. just keep continue the learning in nutrition. Mm. It's. It's and what where was the I big aspiration? The what big was... aspiration is to, oh, gee, 
I'd like to be under under a changing habits banner. <laughs> but it, I do want to give. I do want to give. I, I want this to be accessible to the women out here. Mm. Like when people say to you, "What drugs are you on?" and you say, "I don't know. This is just me normally. I'm just bubbling <laughs> under the surface always." It's, it's that energy and vitality. It's mm. it's just people um, want I, what you've got. I, Oh, and I don't, I don't think I've got anything special, but what we put into our bodies is pretty good and we value it and it's the best that we can give and have. And, and your neck is connected it. to your body and therefore your, if your body is, and this is, people don't get that the brain and the body are one. one. They think that the, that because you have a mental problem, depression or anything like that, that that's completely separate mm. to your physical body. Mm. And that's what it is, is that you really treasure your physical body and your children's and Maddie's. And then your thoughts and your excitement about life and your love of life, it just beams through. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And you can so change mood with what you eat. You can, mm-hmm. you can see that by giving them the wrong foods. Mm. Giving oh. a red lolly, see how they react after a carrot with a bit of hummus and just see the difference. You can, so we yeah. know that negatively how it affects people. But my gosh, if you look at it the other way, how food can affect us so positively and quite quickly. The body's remarkable at how mm. it picks up on when you're eating the right stuff, your body just, it's like, oh, feels so good. The little people mm, love good. to tell you. And they love to tell you about function. <laughs> oh, <know>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and their poos. How many times they poo? Oh, how yeah. How good and whether it floated or not. <laughs> and colour. <laughs> but, but that's the gift. And I, I'm very, very conscious. And possibly because I went to a female boarding school, you know, there's a lot of you know, different kind of behaviours that go on there. But I have three daughters. And I was very adamant right from the get-go that I would educate them with all I have so that they never, you know, well, I can't say never, but so that they have a lot of tools in their in their bag mm. to deal with and, and to value themselves. You know, and, oh, mm. they do value themselves. But, they, <laughs> but these little rituals, and they know so much more mm. than I did, what, five years mm. ago, mm. less than that. They talk to... Their teachers, their teachers are, oh, Lottie, how did you make that? Or, what? oh, well, you just do the, you know, they know so much. Mm. And they're mm. so confident with it and they're so yeah. they gorgeous And with I never it. want to take that confidence away. Mm. No. No. You are, well, you're, one, you're probably, well, you are, you are their most, the most amazing role model, not only for them but for all of us. And I think if... Actually, I've always wanted to be Karen and Cindy when I grow up, but now I want to be you too. Bless you, You know, never underestimate the power of um, what people see. You may not be saying anything, mm. but you are actually saying a million words as opposed to what verbally you can say. And when they see children that are not sick and children who um, have no behavioural problems and a mother that is happy and well-balanced. And and let's just explain. We are sitting in one car doing this podcast. <laughs> Her three daughters have not interrupted us once. No, there's, there's not one fight. There's been a wave. There's been waves. Been wave. yeah. They're in wave. the other car watching a little DVD. Yeah. I can hear the music and yeah. everything. But there, I mean, I don't know many mums listening to this could say that their three children would sit in a car quietly maybe it's a girl thing maybe maybe it doesn't happen often and it's a real treat 
<laughs> maybe they've just done really well. You've bribed them, haven't you? Yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe all those lunch leftovers are possibly yeah, not leftovers. Let's quickly talk about what we had on the picnic table, oh. though. Oh, just yes. share yeah, what let's you talk us about for the that. picnic table. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we did a, um, a, a hummus kind of dip that was made with sunflower splitzed up tahini. No chickpeas in that one. We had a carrot and cabbage salad oh, and zucchini that had um, olives cumin, and it had cumin, cumin yeah. raw honey and Inca Inchi mm-hmm. and Cindy salt and boiled eggs, oh, carrot sticks, cucumber, tomato. And then those the oh, coconut, those beautiful coconut slices. Yeah, and coconut I, I contributed a broth. You mm. contributed. You, no, you, and prosciutto. Um, oh, had, oh, the prosciutto, mm. yeah. But what did you say? You uh, had, the bro- I did the meaty mm, broth. Like I, I made a homemade labna. Labna. Mm. And, and dates. And then you had the crackers, remember? Oh, the lottie crackers, yeah. The lottie crackers that were shaped so like hearts. Stunning, yeah. Maybe when this goes to ear, you could put that recipe up on Zesty Mama. Well, I did a photo oh, this great. week. So good. I will put the, I good, will good. put the, uh, yes, because we have another variation on that that we need to check when we get home because they are sitting on the cooling rack. Uh, but do you know what was so cute? They yeah. were actually shaped as hearts. Mm. So as you're eating, there's almost a love affair with the food as you're mm. eating it. But, but it beautiful. has to be because I have three children. They all have their own little turn with mum in the kitchen because three in a little cottage kitchen doesn't work. <laughs> so Joe does the thermomix stuff and, and Bella will do the flicky, the flipping over of the cracker and Lottie does the cookie cutting. Oh, so, so it is love. Yeah. It is the process mm. <laughs> but we we loved it you know to travel um for the hours that we traveled and to oh, know and we've still dessert. got a couple of hours oh yeah oh. we had dessert <laughs> oh, yes i i um i contributed a little bit of panna chocolate <laughs> which josie took custody of. josie did she loved it but what did you make you made, made oh that quirky joe isn't she honey yeah. uh the co- a variation on her coconut cherry fudge i did it with the um sulfur free diced apricots and it was it worked just as beautifully it was so stunning yeah, that was i think we um ate and then, half of it. And then i think <laughs> we did. i could actually eat more of it um but then i think we come up with another variation that we could actually soak the dried fruit in cindy's vodka based mm. vanilla, vanilla essence <laughs> Then it's like it was like what did you call what did we call the white, white, white Christmas? White Christmas. White Christmas. Yeah. It's a good white Christmas, oh, I no, think. No, 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 this is better than isn't it? it oh yeah, he's like, better than white Christmas. Oh my gosh. And I don't think I had enough. Well, we Does that mean we're getting out for a cup of tea right now? Are we getting out for a cup of tea right now and, and... I'm feeling one coming on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just make a comment, notice that um, nobody ate any of my stuff. What did you contribute? Oh, no, no, I had capsicum. I had tomatoes. I had the raw I took pizza the tomatoes. Base. I had the tomatoes. Oh, yes. I had the tomatoes. Never mind. Never I have tomatoes. Oh. We can have that for dinner tonight. No, honey, tonight. you don't know that is our dinner tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought. Oh, yeah. You thought you thought you'd claimed <laughs> it for dinner. I did. I thought I'd cleaned up all right. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's capsicum dinner. tomato on your pizza base is yum. It is going to be nice. nice. Kirsty, we love your Thank family. You. Yeah, we love we you. Do. Beautiful girls, beautiful very husband, beautiful you. Yeah. It's, I, it's just... Tell us how much you like it oh. for a chat. <laughs> and how, <laughs> how funny is Kaz? And it was so funny because Lottie didn't know about all that. So she said, oh, that's and, the funny and one. Isn't, yeah, yeah. And isn't, are they good cooks, Mum? And look at this food and, you know, it's... It's a real honour to be in your presence. Oh, it really is. I can't believe you listen mutual. to every show and oh, she always tells us what she's got from each one. There is a lot of driving in our life mm. and I love it. Tuesday, mm. 
I love it. Thank you. You had a bit too much to drink, have you, Karen? Oh, I did. I was hiccuping over there. I did just have a quick hiccup. What did you have for lunch? What was oh, in that blue and thermos? Oh, you did put thermos. some vodka vanilla You had a hot toddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kirs, thanks so much for joining us, my love. It's been an absolute treat and an honour, and I can't wait for us to do this again, but at your mm. house. Absolutely. Mm, mm. We'll take the cameras out and we'll go wild. Yeah. Can I be there when you buy your lambs and sheeps and cows and Aww. things? Of course you can. You have to go out vegan there. Yay! <laughs> yeah, you, you got to go. I'm busting to cuddle a cow. Anyway, less about me. <laughs> That's been an absolute treat, my love. Absolute treat. Well, <laughs> treat's been mine. Us. Treat has been mine. Oh. Thank oh. you. So everybody that's listening to this podcast, we hope you love Kirsty as much as we do. And go to her um, Facebook page, Zesty Mama, and make sure that you follow her everywhere that she is and you won't regret it. It'll be fabulous. You'll get lots of great ideas and lots of fantastic inspiration. So make sure you follow Kirsty. Also go to our Facebook page at all the W's.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. And make sure that you um, post your comments about today's podcast. Also, we just want to let you guys know our Awaken the Change Within retreat is coming up at the end of November. Now, yeah, actually, Kim's just mouthing something to me here. Bring your husband. <laughs> Do bring your husband. Yeah, yeah. we would love. We, it always yeah. changes. Well, when couples come, yeah, you walk brilliant. out with the same language. Yeah. Whereas mm. when you go by yourself or when you come by yourself, you've got a different language, but you're going back into mm. a home that's still very much conditioned to the way that it was before mm. you left. Whereas if you've got both parents or the, the husband and the wife there, Absolutely. then you both leave surfing the same wave. Why don't you, do you remember the quote that we got from one of the couples, one of the girls? I think, you know, that really summed it up and and it it was, we got it the night they left and Mm. we were all just hanging around on our beds and and we got this, I came hoping that Karen would help help me, um, contemplating divorcing my husband Mm. and I left with the man of my dreams. Isn't that beautiful? We we Magical. just cried, didn't we? We had mm. goosebumps. We cried. I still do. Every time I think of those two. Mm. And, and you know, they came together as a couple. Mm. Well, in, he didn't know he was coming. No, he didn't know he no, was he coming. <laughs> so you can trick them into coming. <laughs> just don't tell them. Just don't tell them. But it was, you know, it, uh, to me, I, they, I know that couples who come mm. – do get a lot out of this. So they leave with complete transformation. Mm, so and they get the, lots of hugs. Oh yeah, Kim uh, does jump oh, on yeah, them. Yeah, she does jump on them. That's no, don't say that. I don't jump on them. That sounds terrible. <laughs> well what do you do what then? What was that then? What was that? That's just a What did you do to Maddie? A straddle. A straddle. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> okay. You'll just have to come and find out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so to find out more about the Awaken the Change Within retreat, it's going to be in Malulaba and it's at the end of November. So go to the website at allthews.awakenthechangewithin.com. We've got a couple of VIP tickets left and we've also got standard seating tickets there. So it's at the Mantra in Malulaba. You definitely don't want to miss it. It's three full-on intense days covering everything from nutrition, well-being, to mindset, psychology, to diet, to exercise, to how you can transform your lives and transform the lives of your families. And who knows, you may even get a business out of it. Mm. Just like our Kirsty. <laughs> Look at you. Go you. 
So post your comments on our Facebook page. You can also post on thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And join us here next week and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.